with social media and with what we share, it's always evolving and changing and we have the power to be able to choose what we share and what we don't. Welcome to the Grow and Behold podcast, where we talk about the real stories, the stresses and the successes of owning a small business. My name is Renee, and today we're talking with Victoria Harder, one half of Levi and Victoria Creative, based in Kelowna, BC. Victoria and I chat about small business branding, including the importance of storytelling and navigating that fine line between personal and professional in social media. This episode is packed with insight and advice that will help you create better connections with your potential customers in a brand new way. Get it? Like branding? Because she's an expert at branding. Finding your voice and establishing your brand is a huge part of starting a business, and sometimes it's a huge headache. It can be really daunting to try and convey your business values and style in a way that is authentic and memorable. But branding is more than just having some colors and some fonts picked out. It's about how we make people feel. It's about what personality we choose to embody with our business. Carving out a space for yourself as a business can be overwhelming, but if you really lean into your core values and the purpose of your business, it can give you a little bit of clarity as to what your business's brand is. It's more about the why and the who and less about the what, where, and when. Think about your favorite businesses and what makes you love them so much. It's about how they make you feel, the community and the camaraderie that they build around their business. When branding tells a story and your business has a defined purpose, it creates a deeper connection than just a website full of pretty pictures. Welcome, Victoria. I really appreciate you being here and chatting with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Now, I know you from Instagram mostly. That's where I discovered you and I learned a little bit about you on your website. But for anybody that doesn't know who you are, can you just kind of start with like a little bit of introduction, tell us who who you are as a, a human um, behind the business and maybe a little bit about like how you got to this point in your in your business? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so my name is Victoria and together with my husband, we run Levi and Victoria Creative, um, which is a photography and videography um, business specializing in branding as well as weddings. So that's what we do as a business. And then personally, um, I definitely have dabbled in quite a few different businesses and find myself taking on different ventures. So I definitely can't stay away from creativity and um, yeah, but define myself as a very multi-passionate person. Um, and the way that we got into business, um, I've always loved photography, all things creative, have always been documenting things throughout my life. And then I thought that wedding photography sounded like the most romantic job in the world um so in 2018 i shot my first wedding thought that that's what i wanted to do for the rest of my life um, but then once i started doing that more full-time i realized okay wedding photography isn't going to be sustainable for me um it just drained me doing that every single weekend so i realized okay we're going to need to add something else to our business and that's kind of when we walked in and added the brand photography side of things and that was where I found um, just so much passion and excitement with that and being able to connect with fellow business owners is really um, something that is super important to both me and Levi and just, yeah, with weddings, I find we were finding that, you know, we'd show up, it was this amazing day, we would connect with the couple on the day of and then we might never see them again. Whereas with brand new photography, it's been really cool to be able to connect with other business owners and even if we don't 
work together again, we still have that connection of both being business owners. And I find we just stay in touch more and able to, are able to encourage one another through our creative journey. So that's kind of a little bit, yeah, about me and why, um, yeah, why we started our business, why we shifted into um, both doing weddings and brand photography and um, how that's been, yeah, really, really special for us. Yeah, that's really interesting. That kind of business to business relationship is something mm -hmm. that like I discovered working with businesses as well. Yeah. And it's so like heartwarming and so special. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's really unique for sure. And do you, I, this just popped in my head, but do you also yeah. do like city maps or something yeah. like that? Yeah, that would be like, that's like our, like we call our sister brand. Um, so we do that as well, but we're a little bit more, we try to be a little bit more removed in terms of, um, we don't necessarily want to be the face of that brand. It's just kind of something that we're, um, we run, um, yeah, it's just something that's going on behind the scenes for us, but yeah, um, we do that as well. Cool. Yeah. I think that yeah. might've actually been how I found you originally. Oh, initially? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's just sure. like another creative outlet. Like you said, yeah, like exactly. addicted to the creativity. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those things where it was kind of like, oh, I really, I wanted to start that for myself. I wanted to have a map just for myself because I couldn't really find anything um, at the time when I was looking that reflected what I wanted. And then I started that and then it kind of just, people kept asking for different locations. So it kind of snowballed from there. So kind of a little accidental business of ours, but it's been great, yeah. Cool, yeah, I think it's a really great yeah. idea. And what, what's the name yeah. for that if anyone's looking? Yeah, it's called Bode Goods Co. Cool. Um, so anyways, focusing on the main business. Yeah. Yeah, back yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so in terms of like branding and like storytelling, um, I'm just gonna like gush a little bit for a moment because I really love what you do. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, I find that your like Instagram and your branding is so like, it's very like welcoming. Like it's it's authentic mm -hmm. and genuine, but it's not this like you know, like influencer aesthetic that is like exclusive, so like exclusionary, it, it really just feels like, uh, like obtainable in a way, but like in a way that's like warm and just like, like it makes me want to be your friend kind of thing. Okay, thank you so much, <laughs> that means so much to me. Yeah, I really love it. So I'm definitely, I mean, I think mostly on Instagram is where I've seen you and yeah. of course your website, um, yeah. but yeah, it's really, you've, you're amazing at it is I guess what I'm getting at. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and speaking of like pretty photos and, and um, mm. creating a feed and like curating that kind of like brand, um, you, you mentioned on your website, for example, that it's more than just pretty photos um, and storytelling is a really important part of what you do as someone that helps businesses with their branding. Can you tell me a little bit about what that means, um, creating a brand that's more than just pretty photos? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, storytelling is a big um, part of our kind of process in terms of both what we do in terms of creating our own feed and then also what we're doing for other people um, with helping them with their content creation and brand photography. And I say that phrase like it's more than just pretty photos because I feel like you know, these days there's so much content on the internet and it's, you know, anyone can go to a stock photo website or to Pinterest and pull pretty photos um, and make a nice feed. Um, but I do think there's a lot of value in being able to create content that is um, directly your own and being able to tell the story to your individual business. So a couple of ex examples of this that I'll share um, from, I'll share from both a product-based kind of side and then also from a service-based kind of side. So just to give some examples. Um, so for product-based, like 
you know, we all know the classic kind of Amazon style product photo. That's just, you know, a plant with a white background or something that's just very basic and doesn't really have a lot of life to it. I mean, those photos are great and they're usually really needed for e-commerce and for when you're shopping on a website, but to take those photos beyond just being something that's, you know, nice and stylized, I'm taking it and creating it in a more lifestyle way is going to really tell the story of that brand. So um, what we like to talk about in terms of product photography is, okay, how would your customers use your product? What is the story behind the product? Is it that they're going to be using it downtown on the go in their car? Is it something that's going to be on the go or is it going to be something that is going to be inside and cozy? And, you know, we want to showcase either of those two stories and, you know, showcasing how people are going to be interacting with your product beyond just that photo of it stylized with a white background. So that is kind of how we would think about it in terms of product photography is, you know, how is that, how is that product going to be used in real life? Um, because that's going to speak to your customer in a way, way beyond just a nice photo. Yeah. And that makes uh, sense too, because it's like, yeah, when you're shopping, your brain just in general, our brains are so busy. Yeah. So if you can kind of like connect those dots for the customer and be like, yeah, like this is a, a cozy product for the that corner of your living room. And they're like, oh, yeah. I see it. I can see myself using it there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. For sure. Um, yeah. And then I guess this, it's similar with um, service-based businesses, but um, with service-based businesses, we like to sit down and get um, the service provider to write down, okay, what is the full process of working with your service from the customer, like finding them on the website to what is the final kind of like, was the end result of that. Um, and then trying to share that story through photos or through video as much as possible. Um, so I work with a lot of um, hairdressers. And so with hairdressers, um, we like to showcase, okay, what does it look like for someone to find you online. So maybe we'll show a customer looking at an Instagram feed. So you can see a photo of the, the, the hairstylist Instagram feed and there's someone scrolling through it. So maybe that's the initial, you know, connection point. And then we'll show the, you know, them gathering inspiration on Pinterest and maybe someone sitting at a computer looking at hair photos and then showing them actually, you know, getting the service because that's also important. Um, so, and those are sometimes photos that people can be missing. They have the pretty photos of, you know, the hair that they do and it's stunning and they look beautiful but you know they're missing those kind of images telling the story of you know the photo where we can see the hairstylist actually working on someone's hair and seeing that story and how that's you know unfolding in real life along with service um, we also like to showcase the lifestyle of the customer so um, with hair that sometimes means you know getting a group of people who have had their hair done and just going out and walking around and getting them to live their life and kind of showing the lifestyle side of things rather than just those photos that are in the hair salon. So kind of showcasing the full life of your ideal customer and your ideal client is going to be um, really powerful when it comes to thinking beyond just getting those stock photos of your service. Mm -hmm. And we're such like storytellers as like people and as humans like we yeah. you know like not just like movies but just forever we've always been telling stories <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, why do you think it's so important like as a business specifically to create mm -hmm. those that kind of storytelling and that connection through storytelling yep I mean I feel like in these days the first way that someone is going to interact with your business is going to be online most of the time most people don't just stumble upon 
your business by walking into it anymore. They're going to be looking online. And so um, the more that you can communicate to your um, potential client ahead of time that you can communicate to them through just your Instagram feed or through your website or things like that, they're going to be able to put themselves into that story. They're going to be able to see themselves, you know, back to the hairstylist example, you know, sitting in the salon chair, looking for inspiration, talking with the hairstylist. They already know what the hairstylist looks like. So they're a little bit more comfortable with reaching out on Instagram and know who they're talking to. So I feel like it's important to, yeah, bring storytelling in because it allows your potential client to be able to picture themselves within that story. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially in this like digital world where everyone's kind mm -hmm. of meeting and choosing who they're going to work with and who they're going to hire through a little tiny screen kind of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it helps exactly. to build that connection there. Yeah, for sure. Now, how do you choose, like, where do you draw the line in the sand between like the professional side and the personal side, especially like mm -hmm. on social media, you know, there's a lot of like, like how, how do I show my lunch on my story as I'm working yeah. or <laughs> that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is gonna be, each brand is a little bit different in terms of how much they share um, personally versus business-wise and just where to draw that line. Um, for me, I feel like there's a few, categories that we have just chosen that are going to be things okay these are going to be things that we share online and these aren't going to be things that we share online so for me basically everything that happens between my kind of beginning of my workday to the end of the workday those are going to be things that I'm going to share online so I would share you know my coffee or my lunch or things that are happening throughout my workday um, and then usually things I'm not going to share about my friends or think people that I know that I hang out with after work because you know those people haven't consented to be you know, part of my digital online world. So those are kind of two examples, I guess, of things that, you know, whatever's happening between my work hours is going to be things that I share. Um, and then there are things too that spontaneously, you know, if I want to share something a little bit more personal, um, I will. But usually with those things, I really try to share things that I've already kind of processed through. So it's not, I'm not going online. And if I'm super angry or upset about something, I'm not going to share about that in the moment. Um, but maybe I'll share about a lesson that I learned at this time last year and something that I feel like I've processed through and kind of had to deal with those emotions already and am able now to reflect back on it and maybe draw some lessons or some learning that I feel like could be helpful for other people or I feel like other people could, you know, connect with me about that or we could talk about that. Um, but it's not like an active wound or an active thing that I should be really processing privately rather than for the world to see on social media. Hmm, that's a really good, really good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. something that kind of adds to that, like, wonderfulness of your social media is that like you have that, um, like, sometimes vulnerability or sometimes mm. just like behind the scenes, like you were talking the other day about like, um, price visibility or something oh, yeah. like that. And it, it's yeah. those kind of things are really that that also really helps to build that connection kind of sharing yeah, those behind sure. the scenes or the like vulnerable points as well but like you said maybe like not in the moment <laughs> yeah yeah exactly especially for those big things that because I do feel like being a business owner there are a lot of hard lessons that you have to learn and things that you have to work through and or if you have any you know situations where you're dealing with maybe problems with clients or things like that you don't want to like actively share those things as you're going through them especially because 
you know, you've probably aren't, don't have a clear mind about it. So posting about it on Instagram is probably not going to be the most wise thing for yourself or also for potential clients that want to work with you. So mm-hmm. it's like really picking and choosing you yeah. know, where you want to build those connections. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you don't want to build them over like a shared uh, anger. Anger, <laughs> Exactly. Probably not going to get you the best, um, yeah, the best foundation for your business. No, it's not very appealing. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips for kind of people that are choosing what to share? Like you said, you do kind of like what happens during your work day, but like yeah. maybe for like people who other businesses and other kind of business models, like what, how do you choose whether like, does my dog go on my story or mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's, it's going to be so. for example, I'll share also like for, our business, um, like our other business that we do, our product-based business, we don't really share anything personal on that one. That one is more just focused on, um, yeah, just the products. And we will share some lifestyle content on that, but that is more just, we'll share maybe places to go in Kelowna or things that are a little bit more removed, like they don't have our faces in it. Um, so that could be exa- example of something where, you know, you are choosing not to have your face on social media, but for um, yeah, I would say, I would suggest for someone who's kind of trying to navigate that, maybe make a list of like 10 of your, um, 10 of your interests or hobbies or things that happen throughout your regular life. So yeah, maybe your dog making your lunch, where you go on a walk, your groceries, like things like that you could kind of experiment with, um, that you feel comfortable sharing, make a list of those 10 things. And then over the course of a couple months, experiment with posting them on your stories and how reflecting on, okay. How did I feel about posting that? Was that natural for me to post or that did that require a lot of energy for me to post? And then also, um, what was the response to that? Did I have good, meaningful connections through that? Or was that just more, you know, threw it up and no one really, I didn't really connect with anyone. It was just me sharing kind of for the sake of me sharing. Um, and then, you know, reflecting back on that list after a couple months seeing, okay, did I like sharing these things? Is there something else that I could share instead? Do I want to remove anything from this list? Do I want to add anything? Um, and then just seeing kind of where that goes, because I do feel like, yeah, with social media and with what we share, it's always evolving and changing and we have the power to be able to choose what we share and what we don't. So I feel like reflecting on that and deciding what is what makes sense for where we're at is always great. Yeah, it really is just like an everlasting experiment of just figuring yeah. it out and then growing yeah. and then figuring out exactly. what else works. Yeah, I yeah. shared something the other day about like making my own croutons and after it was like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what I'm going to share. That wasn't it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's, I'm not a, a, here's my secret recipe kind of account, but <laughs> a lot of iced coffee though, that makes it up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and I feel like also too, with things like that, it is nice um, to share something that you feel like you can share about regularly. So it's like, yeah, if you wanted to share recipes on a regular basis, like great like share your crouton share whatever but if that's something that you're you're like okay I do that once but I don't really feel like I want to talk about that then yeah yeah and it really too I think comes down to like boundaries like for yourself like kind of just if you're posting everything all the time your brain or my brain for sure gets stuck in this mode of like what's content what's content I'm always looking around being like what should I post next day or night or weekends and it's like exhausting you you totally. kind of just need to once you have that list like you suggested you can kind of just stick to it and then like relax when it's not yeah. not on the list exactly yeah I feel like that can be helpful especially in terms of that to just be like okay 
you know what, if it's not on the list, we don't need to worry about taking photos or making sure that it's good for stories. We can just live our life and enjoy the moment. Yeah, live our life, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. important too. I've moved very, almost maybe too strictly, but I've moved very much into like, I just, as soon as Friday at like five or six o'clock comes, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, I hardly even look at my accounts. Yeah. Like maybe my personal ones and maybe just to scroll because I'm whatever bored. Yeah. But like in terms of posting, like I don't even think about it until Monday morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel that so much. But it feels great. Like I feel, I like, I enjoy my weekends much more, I think. Oh yeah. I would, yeah, I would imagine. So yeah, I always still, I have to physically delete the Instagram app on Saturday nights. I physically delete it from my phone because otherwise I will all day on Sunday, I'll like click on it. So I try to have one day a week where I'm like, nothing. That's hardcore. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I admire yeah. that. <laughs> it's hardcore because I don't have enough self-control to not click on the app. So yeah, I feel that. I don't have a, for me, it's like I get hooked into TikTok sometimes. I don't like oh, post, yeah. post as much, but I could scroll for a long time. So I don't have it like saved on my main screens. Oh, yeah. I have to like totally. search for the app. I still do, but yeah. sometimes it deters me just that little bit enough to kind of stay away. Yeah. Those five seconds are exactly what you need. Yeah, exactly. Put the phone down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, now, in terms of like taking photos for yourself, like, of course, yeah. um, hiring someone to take your photos is a beautiful experience, but sometimes totally. people just aren't, aren't quite there in their business. Um, yeah. If someone's taking their own photos at home on a budget, let's say, yeah. do you have any like hot tips for just creating something that's um, a little bit more engaging, a little bit nicer than just kind of on the kitchen table. Yeah, for sure. No hate against the kitchen table, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have a few tips. So my first one would be to make sure that you allocate a good chunk of time to do it. I feel like this is a big pain point for people is, you know, the lighting is nice in their house. They get inspired they're like okay I'm going to take some photos but I only have you know 10-15 minutes in between calls or whatever so then they go to take photos and then they don't give themselves enough time to really set things up or get into it um and then it just feels frustrating because there's not that that big amount of time so give yourself more time than you need I find it to always even for myself it always takes more time than I think that it's going to I think oh I can just snap a few photos but give yourself a good amount of time and then also try to make a plan before you start. So I know that sometimes, you know, creativity creativity just flows, but I do find that when it comes to brand photos, having a good plan in place, even if you're just taking the photos yourself is really important. So one way that I like to encourage people to do this is to um, go through the content that they already have existing and look for any areas where they feel like they could, you know, use some more content. So maybe, um, if you're a product-based business, maybe there's a couple products that you just notice that you've been neglecting that you don't have a lot of photos for, you need some more photos of. So your focus is going to be to get those photos of that product. Um, maybe if you are a service provider, you just need some pretty photos for when you're sharing on Instagram, some from when you're sharing on Instagram stories, just maybe some aesthetic backgrounds or behind the scenes or just nice photos of your coffee styled with you know, your notebook or things like that, that you could just use that are, you know, your own photos. So that could be a really good way of just, you know, looking through your content, seeing what gaps are there. Um, and then also looking at Pinterest and making a little gallery for yourself of photos that you want to try to recreate. That can be always um, fun to try to do. Um, yeah. So those would be kind of the two things in terms of, you know, giving yourself enough time, making sure that you plan out what you want to capture. 
Um, and then also just really, I always tell people to try to utilize natural light as much as they possibly can. So getting nice and close to a window, um, if you don't have like a surface that's nice that you feel like, you know, you want to shoot at, maybe your kitchen table is too dark for the aesthetic that you want, just go and buy yourself a piece of foam core from the dollar store. Piece of white foam core usually costs like a dollar, two dollars. Um, and that can just be a nice neutral backdrop. They come in different colors. Or if you want to go even more bougie, you can go to Home Depot and get yourself a piece of tile if you want a marble backdrop. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but just having that and putting that in front of the window um, can just be so helpful in terms of just making sure that you have nice lighting um, because nice lighting is really going to help you be inspired and actually want to take those photos. So those would be kind of my little tips for doing your own photos at home. Yeah, I think those are great. Having enough time yeah. and and just getting content that, that you can use kind of just casually too on social media yeah. is really helpful. Yeah. Sometimes you want to post totally. something and you're like, my desk is a mess. Oh, well, I won't post yeah. anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing also too, that can be helpful in terms of like the posting side of things, this isn't specifically related to photos, but um, the posting side of things, I have a folder that I have saved on my phone. That's just all it is, is basically those kind of aesthetic photos that I've taken. Um, that I can use for background. So they don't even have me in them. They're just photos that I can, you know, write some text over top of, as well as just a few story slides or um, what's the word? Um, a few, yeah, stories. They're, so they're story size and they are just the, my brand colors. That's all they are. Um, and whenever I want to post a story that's like that, I can just go to that folder and everything's already there. I don't have to like scroll through my entire camera roll. So that can be really helpful too once you do have taken some of those photos to just save those all in one folder so they are easily accessible for you. Oh my gosh, that is a great tip. I can't tell you how much time I've probably wasted just scrolling oh. and scrolling like where is I know, something? I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I have everything saved in there. Like I have like my logos and my like color palette and everything just saved in that one folder. So it's easily accessible. Um, so I definitely recommend that for once you do get that content, it's so helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just touching back on like using natural light, um, yeah. do you want like, describe the kind of light that you're looking for? Like you're looking yeah. for bright, direct sunlight. Cause I find that often novice photographers will be like, oh, it's a super bright day. It's yeah. per perfect, but it is uh, often not. <laughs> I mean, some people really like the direct light look but it's definitely harder to capture um, on photos, honestly sometimes the best natural light is actually like on an overcast day because it kind of makes the, the clouds outside really um, just a consistent, nice lighting for inside. So this is, that's definitely something that you have to experiment with because it also will depend too on like what side your house is facing will be like what time of day you'll have the best light. But for me, um, I like to just look for something that is consistent. So not super harsh lighting coming in, um, but just something that is kind of consistent lighting, not too bluey because sometimes for me in my house in the morning, I have really blue light. So I don't like to shoot in the blue light. I like to shoot when it's a little bit more, you know, that orangey tones. Um, but yeah, that again, will be something that you have to experiment with depending on where you live and what side your house is facing and all of that. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. There's no like yeah. right answer and perfect no. timing. It depends on yeah. your house, your windows, what you're, exactly. uh, the mood you're trying to create and everything. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So again, a lot more experimenting. <laughs> experimenting. I feel like that's the biggest thing is just experimenting and not getting not getting frustrated and just being like, you know what? We're just gonna keep keep working, keep experimenting, um, giving yourself, yeah, the time both in the moment and also, you know, over a few months of experimenting too as well. 
Yeah, not expecting that like perfect result the first time and or yeah. the second time or maybe even the third time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is a learning process for sure. Yeah, I think that's important mindset to have too as a business is that like it is all about learning and you know, you're never at that there's no matter where you are in your journey you're still learning every day <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and another thing too that um I have suggested to people too is sometimes it's nice to just get out of your own space and go try to take photos somewhere else you don't have to take photos in your house so um and that also can kind of be good to force yourself to take the photos so you know maybe if one of your friends has a like beautifully naturally lit house ask them hey can I come over for two hours and just take photos then that gives yourself a deadline and like forces yourself to take photos not get distracted by work not to start scrolling on TikTok or things like that it's like okay I'm gonna go over intentionally take these photos um or even like some people will even rent a studio to do that but I would say just start with going over to maybe someone else's house or another or even just outside um but those are always good too Ooh, I like that suggestion just kind yeah. of like you could even like make a date out of it and get a couple exactly. people together and be like let's exactly. all go to julie's kitchen it's great lighting exactly, exactly. <laughs> thanks julie <Yeah. laughs> um so one of the biggest pain points i find for a lot of people um is getting in front of the camera mm -hmm. um can you tell me like why that's important as a business and maybe like how people can kind of work towards being comfortable being in their stories or posting their faces yeah yeah for sure um yeah this is definitely one of a big big pain point for a lot of my clients and something that i feel like holds people back from either hiring someone to take their photos or even just taking photos of themselves or even posting on instagram in general i do think that it is really important um, especially i feel like as a service-based provider so if you're the person that's you know showing up to work with the client. I think it is really important for them to know who you are ahead of time. It's going to build trust with your audience and yeah, just help them to imagine the face behind the screen beyond just an email or some photos of, you know, stock photos. So what I always encourage people with is just to tell them that, um, you know, because I feel like something that holds people back is like, oh, well, you know, I'll wait a few months and then I'll feel more comfortable or I'll wait a year and by then I'll have, you know, had to, I'll have different hair, I'll have lost weight or all these different things. Um, but I always encourage people, you know, now is the best time to start showing up. And even if it's not exactly as you want, even if you're nervous, um, just being able to show up is the best thing that you can do for yourself and for your business. Um, in terms of working, if you want to work with a photographer, I do think it's important that you have good trust with that photographer that you're able to communicate openly about if there are concerns in terms of you know maybe there's you know some areas that you don't really like photograph or you don't like one side of your face being able to have those open conversations with whoever's taking your photos is really um important and that's going to help i feel like you feel more comfortable being able to step in front of the camera in terms of showing up on things like instagram stories or reels or things that are you know yourself taking the photos or videos um, I find that it's easiest to not try to post those things within the Instagram app. So what I mean by that is often what I will do is I'll go into Instagram stories, I'll open the app and then I'll start recording right on Instagram stories. But sometimes that can feel a little intimidating. And I feel like it 
you know, it's like, oh, what if I accidentally post this and I record multiple times or things like that. So what I will suggest people do is just go on their camera app. So don't open Instagram, just go on their camera app and try to record on the camera app in one take um, and just see how that feels. Because I find that sometimes it's just the logging onto the social media that for some reason <laughs> triggers that kind of fear and that sense of, oh, there's people watching. What if I accidentally post this? What if I accidentally hit live or like, all these things they have to think about. Whereas when you're just talking to the camera, you know that, okay, this is just getting saved to my camera roll. I don't have to stress it. I can always delete it. I can always start again. Um, and then just starting with, you know, maybe one video a day or even just maybe a selfie, just posting one selfie and posting text over top of it and then working your way up to, okay, maybe now I'll post a talking story to the camera and just, you know, building, slowly building your confidence up um, to be able to feel a little bit more confident in front of the camera or behind the camera. That's that's a great tip, I think. Also, because it gives yeah. you just like, just a little more control, it feels like. Yeah, you can kind it of feels like over. more control, for sure, yeah. And then you, get, I think it, the more you do it, the easier it becomes too, right? Yeah, definitely. I have many <laughs> videos on my phone where I'm halfway through and I'm like, nope, no, that's not it. And then I start yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also with like, in terms of talking videos in front of the camera, um, I still will make myself a little script of like, okay, these are the three main things I need to talk about. I'll put them on a post-it note, like on, if I'm recording in front of my window or something, I'll put them on the window and then, okay, walking through the steps. Cause sometimes when we start talking, we just get lost or we start overthinking it, but that can be helpful too, especially if you're nervous about what you're going to say or don't want to get lost in your thoughts or anything like that. Yeah. It keeps you on track and kind of yeah. keeps those main points that you wanted to make. And Yeah. I think also it helps me sometimes to look at other people's stories and realize that like the ones that I really appreciate aren't quote unquote perfect. Like yeah. it's just like, like a, a blurry selfie or like, you know, someone out in their car yeah. or whatever. And as a viewer, I'm like, Ooh, I, like, I like that. I like seeing their face. I like hearing from them and then being yeah. like, Oh, it's, it doesn't have to be like perfect content. It, it just yeah. is real, real content. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, if you were to see like a story of someone like, you know, set up in a studio and they're talking and the lighting's perfect and then you can tell it's really high quality, it's like, that's not really going to be as relatable. You know that that's kind of like, you know, really pre-planned out, not as natural as, you know, just those everyday little moments. Yeah. And those create that like more authentic connection with the people that yeah. are following you. They're, they've yeah. chosen to follow you because they want to see what you're putting out there. Um, and if it's something that they feel like they're following a real person, it's that connection is more genuine. Yeah, exactly. So one thing I have been asking all my guests is to a little bit about the story of their name and yeah. like their business name. And it's funny because of, about half of my guests are like the, the business name is the their names and it's so names. It's yeah like a, totally. I almost feel silly being like why did you choose that but but it is also kind of part of the yeah. process you had to yeah, choose totally. to, to use that as opposed to using something else um, yeah. so can you tell me a little bit about why you chose um, your names and and kind of what that looked like that choosing process yeah for sure yeah so we actually originally when we launched our business in 2017 we started out and we were called Wilder Heart Co that was our initial name. And we had that until 2021. Yeah, 2021, we decided to rebrand because we originally, I thought that name was so creative. I was like, oh, Wilder Heart, like it just encapsulates, you know, 
wild and travel and exploring and adventure, but then also hard and photos. And anyways, I thought it was so creative, but then as time went on, I realized, okay, the phrase like wild at heart is super popular. And there's all, there was a lot of businesses that I was finding that had very similar names. And then it ended up that there was another photographer um, in BC that had the name wild at heart. I think photography was something so very similar, wilder heart, wild at heart. And then her name was also Victoria. So it was getting very confusing in terms of we would get inquiries and it would be for this girl who was not us. And anyways, Mm. it just ended up being something that I was like, you know what? I think we're at the point in our business where we're just going to use our names instead (laughs) instead of um, this kind of cutesy name. And I also do think that with the direction our business was going, we wanted something that felt a little bit more professional and Wilder Heart just felt a little bit, you know, cutesy and a little bit young in terms of where we wanted to go with our business. So yeah, so in 2021, we rebranded to Levine Victoria Creative. We, at the time we were just doing photography, we have now expanded into doing videography as well. So that was an intentional choice using the word creative instead of photography, because we really wanted to be, yeah, have the potential for growth um, in terms of, you know, encapsulating weddings, branding, content creation, all that good stuff. So that's a little bit about our name. Right. Okay. The creative part just kind of keeps it open, lets you kind yeah. of grow and ex- experiment. That's the word of the exactly. day today. <laughs> exactly. You, you know it. You know it. Was there any, like, you know, not fighting, but was there any, like, quips <laughs> about whose name came first? Well, I wanted my name to go first because I do more of the, I'm more so, like, on Instagram and more the face of things. So I wanted my name to go first, but... I couldn't or I didn't want to because it looked so weird in the Instagram handle because it was like Victoria and Levi. So there was two A's right beside each other at the end of Victoria and the start of and. So then we're like, "Mm." and then also just when we were um, working with our graphic designer doing the new branding, just like the Levi and Victoria just looked so much more natural. So, and I also just feel like when people talk about us, they always say Levi and Victoria. So it just felt so strange to put my name first. So there wasn't really fighting but it was just like okay yeah it was a very clear like okay we're doing Levi's name first because it just looked better yeah yeah fair enough it yeah. felt right <laughs> it felt right at the time for sure yeah if you could go back in time to when you first started and give yourself like a little nugget of advice what would be the most helpful for young Victoria and Levi and mm-hmm. I did put those names in that order yeah, on purpose. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I feel like what I would tell myself is like that it's okay to experiment again with the word, with the word experiment today, experiment and um, just take risks. I feel like I was so um, concerned with um, at the time that our business was starting, I feel like it was so popular. Everyone was like, you need to pick a niche. You have to pick a niche. You have to do one thing. If you have multiple things you're doing, like you're going to fail basically was the messaging that I felt like I was hearing. Um, And so I felt like I was always very self-conscious of the fact that oh, I have multiple interests. I like doing weddings. I like doing brands. I like doing these other little businesses that I'm doing. Um, And I was very shy and not wanting to talk about that as much. Whereas when I look back, I'm like, you know what? I should have just taken a little more risks and embraced that a little bit more um, at that time. So that's what I would tell myself is to just be okay with taking those risks, be okay with being multi-passionate. That's okay. It's not going to damage your business. (laughs) Mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like the experts can really get people down because they're like yeah. you have to do this you have to you know post this many times and it kind of yeah. gets in our head and it's, 
So you just got to do your own thing a little bit. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to hold the, you don't want all that advice to hold you back from even just starting. You just want to, you know, just start doing something and keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it can be very intimidating when you see all these For things sure. you have to do and yeah. um, you don't have to do any of them. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to all of those things, you would never get anything done. So yeah, you'd just be stuck with fear, yeah. which I think happens a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you got to move forward with fear. The fear is still there. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, we have a uh, a playlist on Spotify called the Grow and Behold playlist. Um, and okay, I have some guests for a couple songs specifically for a little bit of motivation. So like what songs would you add to that playlist for those days when you're just feeling like uh, like super low energy or low motivation? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so my first one is Vegas by Doja Cat. It's from like the Elvis movie last year and it's just such a good pump up song and just whenever I'm having a bad day, that's the song that I'm going to listen to and it always just gets me in such a good mood. And then the second one is called Back In by Forrest Frank and it's also just a nice upbeat song. It talks just about like working hard and I just, yeah, those are my two that just get me motivated on those days. Cool. Yeah, I'm always a fan of Doja Cat. I'm not as familiar with the second one, but I'm really excited to go check it out. It's Add good. it to the playlist. Very yeah. cool. It's very like it's a very diverse playlist at this point. <laughs> oh, good. Right. I can't yeah. wait to go all over. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, I think that's about all, all that I have for you today. Um, where can where can people find you if they want to check you out? Yeah. So the place that we're probably the most consistent with posting is going to be on Instagram. So our handle is just Levi and Victoria Creative, um, and then from there we have all our links to all the other places. We post on TikTok and YouTube, and then we also have a weekly email list so those are our kind of places that we show up online great and the names levi and victoria, levi and victoria creative, creative. And all of them on all of it you know perfect yeah. that's easy that's nice and consistent yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was another thing with picking we had to make sure the, the username was available on everything true very true yeah. awesome well thanks so much for like chatting with me and with the audience today you've got some really great advice in there and i hope everyone finds it as useful as i did yeah thank you so much for having me Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can catch all the conversations and soak up all the insight and advice from other business babes. Follow Grow and Behold podcast on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok to stay in touch between episodes. Keep up the great work business babes and don't forget you are what makes your business shine so bright. No hate against the kitchen table, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah.